Hello and welcome to episode two of Build a Better Broadcast podcast. I'm your host, Darren Plummer. We've got a great show for you today. I've got three fantastic students from the Intro to Sports Broadcasting class. I've got Emily. I've got River. I've got Jason. We're coming at you with some things about building a better broadcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Is there anything more important than your family's safety? Hi, this is Casey Lund from Collision Leaders. Cars and trucks today are manufactured differently, and not all body shops are certified to repair them properly. We've invested in your family's safety with the latest in cutting-edge technology and training. Go to any of our locations in Higginsville, Grain Valley, Odessa, Sedalia, Warrensburg, and our newest location in Marshall. Now with six locations, we can best serve West Central Missouri. Call Collision Leaders today in any market, or visit us online at collisionleaders.com. The crown of quality. Come on down to Bodie's on Pine and experience a Warrensburg staple. Need a break from the stress of papers and exams? We have dancing and live music from some of the hottest bands in the area. Want to showcase your hidden musical talents? We have karaoke with the $4 Wells every Wednesday night. We're open Wednesday through Saturday, 7 p.m. to 1.30 a.m. Also come see us for all of your fraternity and sorority parties or socials or casual get-togethers. Bodie's has been a staple in Warrensburg since 1976. That's Bodie's at 126 West Pine Street in downtown Warrensburg. Heroes Restaurant and Pub is a local legend that has been serving Warrensburg since 1981. Come enjoy one of our award-winning burgers or everybody's favorite, Heroes Onion Rings. Whether it's lunch or a night out with friends, satisfy your cravings with our mouth-watering food and refreshing beverages. Check out our daily happy hour and nightly drink specials, and of course, the unknown hero. There is a great experience waiting for you at Heroes Restaurant and Pub, 107 West Pine Street in historic downtown Warrensburg. All right, welcome back. Our first topic today, we're going to talk about that work-life balance when it comes to working events. Okay, I'm going to go first on this because, not to say that my life's more important than your all's, but I feel like I've got more things going on probably than the normal college student, right? So That's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm married. Okay. I've got two kids. I've got a senior in high school and an eighth grader. And so working these events takes a lot of time away from my personal life. A lot of times my family's at home, I'm not. Sometimes I get home, the kids are already in bed. It can be very taxing to constantly work these events, you know, two or three, four times a week sometimes, right? Um, But I want to get a take from you all, you know, when it comes to part-time job, your other classes, social life, you know, how does it affect you? Emily, go ahead and start. So at the beginning of the semester, I still worked at the Dairy Queen. Shout out to Warrensburg Dairy Queen. Um, I found it very hard to like kind of give them a schedule when I didn't really know how often I'd be like needing to do homework. You know, we we were starting with the broadcasts and I didn't really know when I was going to be able to. But now I actually don't work there anymore. I actually work for the university at IMC. Shout out to John and Eric. (laughs) Um, And now I work during the day. So it's just it doesn't really overlap at all. but like my personal life, that was kind of like my school life. My personal life, um, I don't. I mean, during the weekend, I don't. Life. I don't have a personal <laughs> life during the weekend because like Friday night we're at a game. Saturday morning, most of the time, not most of the time, some of the times we have a game like at noon, and then Saturday nights almost every weekend we've got a game, and just turned twenty one. So when am I going to go to the bar? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> guess I'm just, not. <laughs> you just turned twenty one, right? Like yeah, Tuesday. Like yeah. Tuesday. So you haven't even had a Saturday to go to the bar yet. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. We don't have games this Saturday, by the way. Okay. Um, to kind of give the people at home that are listening kind of a little insight, uh, first day of class, I show up. I've got a spreadsheet of all the events that are on the syllabus, and I ask each student to fill out their availability. I tell them to check a box. 
I'm looking at Emily <laughs> because she did not check the box. She made markings elsewhere on the paper. But anyway. Um, and so I asked him to give that back to me the second day of class, two days later. And then I used that to build a spreadsheet. And then I kind of track who's working what games. And so they meet their minimum requirement to get the, the grade that they're wanting out of the class. So I try, and I'm looking for some feedback here, but I try to give you that ahead of time to where you can kind of plan things out, whether it be with your job, your social life, uh, stuff like that. Do you think that works pretty well? I personally, I thought it worked pretty well, but it was kind of like when we got that paper, we had to decide what the rest of the semester was yeah. going to look like. Yeah. And for me, that was a little bit overwhelming. I was like, okay, well, I guess I just have to plan everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it worked out for me because I haven't had much come up, but I know for you guys, I'm sure there's been... Yeah. I was about to say, like, when the, especially when we started talking about the spreadsheet, that's what kind of got me the most out of it that affected me probably the most because I was still trying to find a job once we started this semester. And so, like, you know, sending five, you know, five, six applications in every day to just these. Try to locate something. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to find something, just trying to get an interview. I mean, it's hard to be like, how am I going to be able to go through these and be able to mark 30 days down this whole right. semester when I don't know what? You don't know what? I don't. I need a job yeah, to make right. money in the first place, yeah. and then I don't know what their how their policy is on a work schedule. You know, yeah, how far in advance yeah, you need exactly. to ask off, stuff like that. River? Stuff like that. Yeah, I was about to say. So for me, it was a uh, it was actually a little easier because I didn't plan on working this semester. I'd saved up enough money over the summer. And then I also have kind of like a weekend job that I can do at my own pace because I umpire softball. Nice. So it's kind of just whenever I can make the availability for it, I do. So okay. it's enough to give me enough cash to get by for rent and stuff like that. So kind of collectively, and I don't care what order we go in here, but it's kind of hard for me to understand how – I think, Emily, you said it like day one of class. Like you didn't realize how much it was going to be involved. Mm-hmm. So when you sign up for this class, you really didn't have an idea what would be part of it? Is that a, a, a description of the class that's maybe not hitting those spots? Is it something that we can do on our end to I think that might have been more the... like a me problem. Okay. <laughs> like I didn't ask anybody or figure out what the class was really going to be like until we were there, which, you know, the story of like, e- I was I emailing, <laughs> trying to figure out if I yeah. could do a different uh, for job. For those but. of you at home, uh, yeah, somebody emailed me here on campus and said, hey, this girl might be a good uh, option for your class. She wants to get involved with the sporting events. And I'm like, she's already enrolled. So, yeah, yeah she didn't really know what yeah. was going on. Yeah, a little more backstory. So I was applying for a job with uh, Bob Jackson. Yeah. And I was going to do um, some, like, promotions and stuff with all the sports teams and uh, working with him. And I emailed him, and I got an interview. And in my interview, I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm in the sports broadcasting class. Is that going to overlap? He was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean? Like, oh, what do they do? So then I got in touch with Darren. He's like, oh, yeah, we broadcast all yeah. the games, and yeah. you're in the class. So like, it sounds oh, like no. I need to update that description maybe a little bit to get a little bit more – or maybe email yeah. the class. I mean, really, for me, like I that. just went to my advisor and I was like, "Throw me in those sports reporting and broadcasting classes." And <laughs> throw me in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Yeah, for me, it was kind of, I kind of expected what was coming because, like, I'm a DMP major with mm-hmm. the sports broadcasting emphasis. Like, yeah, this so is what I, you know what was yeah, like, this is what I want to do. And I, I will say that, though, uh, I did think there was going to be, like, more announcing coming part of it. Okay. I did think that more than so just kind of, like, ideally, the work. Ideally, uh, that would be part of it. But when I only have 12 students, uh, from my standpoint, um I rather not give up a camera or replay or something like that to have an announcer, especially if we have like football and basketball where we can take the radio feed. Uh, my hope is that the radio club, uh, radio uh, station here, the online radio station, The Beat, would be able to be a pipeline of students that could come in that aren't necessarily part of the class and do some of that to give us that part of it for our broadcast. But yeah, in an ideal world, if I had 16, 17, 18 students in the class and I could say, hey, I could have two broadcast, you know, two announcers, and still not give up any cameras or anything. But with only twelve in the class, it's a little, little difficult to do that. So yeah. maybe the advanced class, maybe we'll try to, to work some of that in, especially with baseball and softball. Uh, sounds like River knows a little bit about softball, but yeah, I know yeah, a, little a little bit. bit. I know a couple yeah. of the rules. A couple of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's some some great discussion about how it affects your your school, your work life, uh, your social life. I guess to put you on the spot right now, if you had to do it over, would you take the class again? Yeah, I would. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. okay. Absolutely. All right. And that's not just because you're here. Okay, you'd say that not either way. Yeah, I think yeah. it's so fun. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. Hey, we're going to step away to pay some bills. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk about a lot more stuff when it comes to broadcasting. Build a Better Broadcast podcast coming back in a sec. WK has been serving Central Missouri for over 100 years, a family atmosphere driven by four generations of ownership. Whether you're in the market for a car, truck, or SUV, our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff is here to assist with your next vehicle purchase. Or if your current vehicle needs maintenance, our award-winning service department with master certified technicians will work on any make or model. We want you to join the WK family and see why it's a great day at WK. Visit WKFamily.com or come see us in Sedalia and Boonville. CTV Sports Network. For more information, visit ucmo.edu slash DMP. Is there anything more important than your family's safety? Hi, this is Casey Lund from Collision Leaders. Cars and trucks today are manufactured differently, and not all body shops are certified to repair them properly. We've invested in your family's safety with the latest in cutting-edge technology and training. Go to any of our locations in Higginsville, Grain Valley, Odessa, Sedalia, Warrensburg, and our newest location in Marshall. Now with six locations, we can best serve West Central Missouri. Call Collision Leaders today in any market or visit us online at collisionleaders.com, the crown of quality. All right, welcome back. Great first segment, talk about work-life balance when it comes to the sports broadcasting class. I thought you all had some great insight. I really enjoyed hearing that. Um, let's get into some technical aspects of actual broadcast, okay? A lot of questions I get when it comes to white balance. What does white balance mean? To give just a real rude synopsis of what white balance is, the camera depicts every color by starting with pure white. If it doesn't start with pure white, every other color is going to have kind of a tinge or a tint to it. So we have to white balance the cameras. So when we do that, 
there's outdoor white balance, there's indoor white balance. So we, you know, I have you zoom in on white uh, banner or something so we can so we can white balance. Has there ever been a time you've been on camera and thought, man, this image just doesn't look right? Can you tell that the white balance maybe isn't what it should be? Definitely, especially during like soccer or football. We'll start off like the sun is up, it's bright, you know, we'll adjust. And then, you know, as the sun goes down, things get a little more orange. And you're thinking, oh, stuff's starting to look a little weird. Maybe it looks a little more blue because it's getting orange. And yeah, yeah. It, I've definitely okay. noticed that for sure. So, uh, River, have you, the very first time I was like, hey, zoom in on something white, were you like, what the heck is this about? Yeah, I was a little confused at first, but now it kind of makes sense. And especially with the uh, last football game, uh, it was really cloudy for most of it, but then the sun would come out here and yeah. there. And I could hear Darren like over the mic telling him uh, just the white balance. Yeah, yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. it's something where we have to constantly do again, indoor to outdoor. If we do two volleyball games back to back, generally we don't have to touch it after the first game. But when we go from volleyball to soccer, back to volleyball, uh, we have to adjust for the outside uh, lighting and stuff like that to the to the inside. Away from sports, I know some of you are taking intro to sports or intro to uh, digital video, maybe, or you already have taken it. What do you hear about white balance? Like, what what is something that you've learned uh, the importance of white balance when it comes to doing any type of recording? Uh, something for me, like. How we were giving off examples of the white balance, like I've seen it both doing camera work for some of my other classes I've taken, like media aesthetics, like I've taken that class and then digital video too. And like you can definitely tell when something's off just a hair and it just and it's like the pick in your brain when you're yeah. creative like we are, mm-hmm. you know, and you're trying to seek that perfect shot and it just will pick at your brain. And so you we'll realize it's the white balance after a while. One thing I've noticed, especially going from like a football, you know, last few weekends we've done a home football game and then had to move everything right across the street to the multi for a home volleyball game. Sometimes I don't realize how bad it looks until I actually do the white balance. And I'm like, holy cow, this looks so much better. And, you know, a lot of that's the fluorescent lighting in the multi and stuff like that. But do you believe that we notice it because we're more on the professional side and maybe the people at home maybe wouldn't? couldn't tell or do you think it's something that's so drastic if you don't pay attention to it 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 really can hinder the way the broadcast looks I don't know I feel like that I feel like it's pretty noticeable and maybe that is just because I I I wouldn't say I have a trained eye but I have you know I've taken plenty of classes where we talk about it but I think I think it's really noticeable you know when you go from the football game and you know the the whites that are on the football field are different than the whites in the on the volleyball court uh, everything has a different yeah, color. Yeah, the sun, the sun puts out a little bit different color light than mm-hmm. the fluorescent lights in the multi, so that, that plays a big part into it. Yeah. So you talk about the sun a little bit, which is going to lead me into the next topic, neutral density filters, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, not to get too specific with everyone listening at home, but neutral density filters helps block out some of that uh, light from the sun so we can have better adjustments on the camera for our iris and stuff like that. So... Um, First time I said, hey, uh, we need to knock that neutral density filter down. Were you all like, what is this guy talking uh, yeah. about? Uh-huh. Yeah, I really wasn't sure what switch I was supposed to be flipping, and I was like, am I doing this right? Am I going to yeah. totally mess something up here? But, yeah. Yeah, so what that neutral density filter does is it actually slides a filter in front of the lens. And so our cameras have settings one through four. One is is no filter, which you would think it would be zero, but whatever. Uh, like and then. 
Huh? Kind of like you. No filter. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. That was hard. Whoa. Let's move on. Let's yeah, move let's on. move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm, I'm off my game now. Uh, and the four being the darkest indie filter. So a bright, sunny day, two o'clock in the afternoon, we might get up to the four. Um, and then, you know, I've had to come out and say, hey, switch from three to two because it's getting darker. Uh, you know, football games, soccer, you know, soccer especially, we start with yeah. it pretty bright. Uh, and then by you know halfway through the first half, it's it's starting to get dark. Sun's gone gone down. So uh, you know white balance and ND filter kind of go together. You use them both together when you're you're setting your cameras up, and they're they're just in a really important aspect to setting up the cameras to get a good image. So um, you know for you at home. Do a little research. Make sure you get your camera set up uh, <laughs> the best way you can, and it will uh, actually help the way it looks. We're going to step aside again. We've got another couple topics that we're going to talk about. Some really good information on rolling cables because you got to roll them properly. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. DTV Sports Network. For more information, visit ucmo.edu slash DMP. Come on down to Bodie's on Pine and experience a Warrensburg staple. Need a break from the stress of papers and exams? We have dancing and live music from some of the hottest bands in the area. Want to showcase your hidden musical talents? We have karaoke with the $4 Wells every Wednesday night. We're open Wednesday through Saturday, 7 p.m. to 1.30 a.m. Also come see us for all of your fraternity and sorority parties or socials or casual get-togethers. Bodie's has been a staple in Warrensburg since 1976. That's Bodie's at 126 West Kine Street in downtown Warrensburg. All right, welcome back to the Build the Better Broadcast podcast. I'm Darren Plummer. I'm joined by Emily, River, and Jason. We're having a great time talking about the ins and outs of a broadcast. Now, something that doesn't necessarily get tied just to sports broadcasting, it's the professional video world all over. It's how to roll a cable properly. Mm -hmm. Okay? So give everybody at home a little insight. There's a specific way that cables like to be rolled. They create a memory. Uh, I tell the class, you know, if I ever see you start rolling it like this, that's an automatic <laughs> letter grade that you get deducted. Uh, we don't roll stuff like that. So a um, little funny story about rolling cable. Uh, I teach this class, Intro to Sports Broadcasting. I used to teach a class called uh, Intro to Media Technology. You don't teach that class anymore? They don't offer it anymore. Yeah. Need to offer <gasps> it. It was a good Didn't class. I know that. I took that class. Anyways, yeah. continue. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so I... Taught students how to roll cable in that class. So now, uh, without that class, they're not able to, to actually get it uh, in a controlled environment how to roll cable. So um, we did a little contest in class one day in the Intro to Sports Broadcasting. I took everybody down. We rolled some cable. I had the students pick a student to roll a cable after everybody did it for 10, 15 minutes. And if that student uh, rolled the cable properly, then uh, that'd be the end of class for that day. And Emily, who did the your peers choose? Uh, they chose me. They chose you. Rightfully so. <laughs> Rightfully so. Oh. I mean, I did do it. Yeah, I you did, did do it. It was. It was I a good wasn't job. like super confident going in, but I was kind of <laughs> like, yeah, I can roll that cable. Okay. Well, when I was That's doing it, confident. I don't know. I mean, I was kind of like, oh, all these guys—they're not gonna pick me. Like the chick uh, in the corner who's like 
stand next to the chick with the docks on ca- cast. <laughs> wow. Like, oh, no, we dissing on cast. Yeah. She's not even here. No wonder she didn't show up today. Right. <laughs> I hope she's not like, listening they're not at home. Pick. She probably will be watching this later. <laughs> Love you, cast. Anyways, um, I was like, oh, they're not going to pick me. And then, like, nobody was agreeing. So I was like... Well, I, I can roll that cable. Like, I took media tech. <laughs> I can roll that cable. <laughs> it's just I'll a little over, under, over, under. 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 But that thing was heavy. Yeah. It was heavy. You so were like, the, oh, it's pretty heavy. I was like, it was heavy. Yeah, it's yeah. heavy. So um, that cable was a, I think it was just a hundred foot, hundred foot fiber uh, cable. Fiber is what we use to connect our cameras to our trailer. Um, other cables, such as XLRs, Ethernet cables, not as heavy. Uh, what size when I'm rolling the cable? What size am I looking for? Is that dependent on how long the cable is to begin with, or is there a set size that every cable should be rolled? River, what do you think? Oh, cut her off. Got no, her. Okay. Oh. So, um, I don't really know how to answer this question. If okay. I'm being honest, but I think the. The, uh, if I have a 300-foot cable, yeah. is it going to be the same size as a 25-foot cable once it's rolled? Well, no. Okay. But the uh, the drill and the spinny oh, thingy. Oh, he's bringing out the reels. Okay, yes. That thing does yeah. really close. We'll, we'll talk about that, that in a minute. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. To answer okay. that question, I remember you saying like a volleyball yeah. is the size of what? Like a 25-foot cable? Yeah, 25-foot right? cable. Yeah. cable yeah. That one. Um, um, about a volleyball yeah. size, I feel, is a good, good size. But... Um, Kind of jumping right into next segment here. Uh, River brought up the the reels. <laughs> so we have long fiber cables. We have two 500 foot, two 324 foot, uh, 250 foot. Way too long to hand roll. It would kill your arm to try to hold that while you're rolling it. So they're on these big drum wheels uh, that uh, we roll them up on. Used to be hand crank. Uh, I had many a sore arm hand cranking those cables. And so uh, if you... If Cut to the camera in the uh, the control room there. Uh, my boy Dylan, that's running audio for us today. Uh, him and I had a uh, uh, an idea to take one of the crank handles, cut the end of it off, stick it into a drill, and let the drill do the work. And I will say it's worked marvelously. Marvis. 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 Yeah, that too. Marvelously. What she said. It's okay. It's a hard word. Uh, yeah, I have no filter. Sorry. Um, and so, yeah, it's been fantastic. Uh, we need to adapt a little bit more. It needs to have kind of a uh, – where you can put a socket on it. The the mechanism's kind of wallered out, for lack of a better term. So <laughs> it works. It's better than hand cranking. And you all will thank me tremendously when we get to baseball and softball and we have every long cable that we have ran to each camera. And we have to roll each one after each time because can't leave it out. Unless we're doing like a Friday Saturday series, but mm-hmm. generally it's uh, especially softball. You know, it's a one day, two games in one day, and then we we pack it up. So uh, that helps out tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it all comes down to cable management. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk a little bit. Have you ever had an instance? I know Jason, you're in a band. Go ahead and shout it out. Go ahead. Hey, yeah, my it's my own music. Your Jason music? Orr. Yeah. Okay. Jason Orr. You got Go look me up, Spotify. Oh, YouTube, there he is. Everything. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> Be sure and do that. Um, so you deal with equipment, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Audio equipment. Have you ever had an instance where you set up your amp and had your guitar and it came down to a cable that wasn't working properly or maybe it was causing a little static? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely all the yeah. time. Yeah. So if, is that because you didn't take care of that cable to begin with, maybe? Yes, at the okay. beginning. At the beginning, right. I will admit, in the yeah. beginning days, yes, because you're not going to get cables if you do it this way. That's right. Because this is the way I kind of learned for a long time and then uh, yep. came to this class That's and right. learned the proper way okay. and then started doing right. it the proper way. Stuff's lasting a little bit longer yeah. now. <laughs> so but yeah, it's hard yeah. to go to a show nowadays with, you know, you got a sound system PA with an audio mixer and four or five guitars and a mic, it's hard yeah, not nothing, to find one problem. Yeah, there's nothing worse, in my opinion, than having, you know, in our instance for sports broadcasting, have a, you know, $15,000 camera, a $200,000 trailer that that camera's hooked up to, and have a $50 cable connecting the two that goes bad, right? Yeah. That's... Uh, that's really troublesome. So cable management is extremely important. I think that's important in everyday life. Uh, But when it comes to live broadcasting, I think it's extremely important to have great cable management skills. And uh, I think it starts with rolling cable properly. Would you all agree? Yes. (laughs) It was like the first thing I learned. I think literally my first class, first day, like DMP student, just decided DMP. I was like, let's go. I was with the endurance class, Media Tech, and he was like, okay, day one, first thing we're going to do, we're going to learn how to roll cables. If you can't roll a cable, you're not, you shouldn't be in this major. I was like, Ooh, awesome. It makes me feel, <laughs> I was like, like, really have makes no me feel pretty cool though when I'm like, yeah, I love it now. All the crowds leaving them down. Yeah, no deal. Everybody's oh, yeah. watching. Oh, yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like, he's rolling that cable. <laughs> Absolutely. But when I'm putting up a tripod, we need to have tripod day again, apparently. Yeah, okay. we do. We really do. Um, so, kind of going along with that, I want to know what's your, when it comes to broadcast day, you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, what's on my agenda today? Oh, we've got soccer tonight. What goes through your mind? What are you looking forward to? What are you not looking forward to? River, we'll start with you. Um, really, I'm just hoping that it's like Culver's or B-dubs or something. Uh, <laughs> my man. I'm like, is it going to be something good tonight? Am I going to have to make dinner when I get back home Ooh. after eating a four-inch sub? But Yikes. That's my first yeah, thought. Shout out to, uh, other than that, it doesn't really put too much of a wrench in my day. A lot of things happen for me either after 9 o'clock or like during the day I got classes. So, Okay. I'm really... I agree with the statement about the food, Doesn't especially if we have a like nighttime only game. I'm like, well, I can't have pizza for lunch because what if we have, we have Papa pizza, John's right. yeah. or like, True. you know, if I'm trying to make chicken nuggets, well, what if we have beat ups tonight? Double Ooh. chicken, you know, yeah, you why, why are we talking about this one? How it affects your personal life. I should have been. And then I guess the other thing for me is just like the weather. If it's like a soccer game, I want to make I want to check the weather yeah. and make sure I'm dressing right. Yeah, it's getting that time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, our soccer that team. That last soccer fun. game was yeah. brutal. Our yeah. soccer team is doing really well. They're probably going to host uh, the entire MIAA tournament and possibly Go host uh, some NCAA regional, and that could go all the way into, like, November 20th. So you can imagine how cold uh, that Cam 1 spot's going to be. Ooh, ooh, up in the, get up in the up top in the the wind. <laughs> with the wind. <laughs> Yeah. Ride the breeze. <laughs> um, it's going to be nippy up there. <laughs> yeah. So no worries. Do you check and see what position you're in? Does it matter? Do you have oh, to yeah. prep oh, ahead yeah. of time? I mean, obviously, if you're talking camera for an outside event, you want to talk about dressing uh, appropriately. But, I mean, is there ever a time you look at that uh, Google 
calendar and you see, oh, I'm camera two. Or, like, are you ever disappointed in the position you have or are you excited about a specific position or anything, Jason? There are sometimes I get bummed out. Like, I'll be honest, because that's the first thing I do when I find out that I have a game is I go to the Google calendar and I look what my job is for the night. And, I, I mean, there's been a couple times I've gotten a camera job and I was like, dang it, I wanted to be inside the truck tonight or, okay. you know, stuff like that. Okay, that's interesting. Most recently, I, I don't really – I haven't gotten skills in anything besides camera. not complaining. I love being on a camera. But, like, within that, I don't think I've ever been like, oh, I'm on cam four versus cam one. Like, I okay. think – I mean, when I'm uh-huh, – the camera positions aren't really that different to me. Yeah. But I remember, like, starting out early, early. I was director right off the bat in TD, and I, that just position by itself made me super nervous. So, yeah. But other than that, I don't really look at the schedule and get, like, disappointed or anything. Well, that's good to so, hear. That's yeah. good I to usually hear. just check the schedule, like, on the way. So that's <laughs> nice. when yeah. I figure out. And then yeah, I'm like, and then you All realize, right, crap, let's go. i got to go get a stocking cap. Uh, no? Well, maybe before I leave <laughs> Okay, okay. All right. Uh, Hey, I want to thank you all. This has been some great discussion. Uh, you brought some great insight. Some things I want to change on my end when it comes to teaching the class, hopefully prep people a little bit. Uh, and uh, I credit you all for, for giving me that information. Been a great episode. We've had a great time here doing episode two of Build a Better Broadcast podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Look for episode three here in a couple weeks. We'll have a bunch more great topics. Take it easy. DTV Sports Network. For more information, visit ucmo.edu slash DMP.